0: Right to be read podcast, episode number 77. Interview with Niraj Kumar. Are you struggling trying to figure out how to sell copies of your book? Especially the first 100 copies? The Author Marketing Institute is offering access to their latest free video course called Selling the First 100 Copies of Your Book. This is the course everyone should have when they started publishing. It goes through all the basics from starting a mailing list to experimenting with different prices. If you follow the instructions in this course, you should be primed and ready to sell your first 100 copies, if not many more. Sign up for free at www. AuthorMarketingInstitute.com You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast and this is your host, Annie Alexander. Hello everyone, it's Ani Alexander here and I would like to welcome you to the Right to be Read podcast, the podcast that inspires and encourages writers. Uh, well, the spring is here already so it means the winter is gone, the cold times are behind and The period which is full of hope and new beginnings is already here. So I wish you lots of uh, positive emotions and lots of uh, creative moments because I don't know about how about you, but uh, when the spring comes, my energy levels go up, my productivity increases and I really come up with more creative and nicer pieces rather than in the gloomy and cold winter. So I wish you lots of interesting and nice uh, writing pieces which will come out soon and I hope you'll be sharing it with the world. So, uh, if you would like to share it with the world, uh, and if you would like to for me to help you out, please check out my masterclass at slash masterclass And uh, now let's get to my guest. And today I will be talking to Niraj Kumar, and he is an IT professional based in London. He was born and grew up in India and moved to the UK in 2000. Niraj has just launched his maiden novel called The IT Immigrant, which is biographical fiction. On this podcast, he will share some insights about his writing journey, what inspired him to write this novel, and some practical tips and tricks he has applied in his own writing and book promotions. Hello, Niraj. Welcome to the Write to Be Right podcast. Um, I'm really excited to have you over.
1: Hey, Annie. It's really glad to be speaking to you. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, uh, it's, uh, it's very interesting. I'm always kind of excited to talk to new writers who kind of put out their very first book out there because uh, it's a very unique experience. And I think that right now you should be very excited and you should pat yourself on the shoulder because you did a big job.
1: And that's absolutely correct, Annie. It's been an incredible experience uh, last few months. Um, I, I think uh, I, I kind of see that as that, that a two part journey. First half, where you kind of really write and you're you know, engulfed in that whole creativity and the creative world around you, uh, thinking about your characters, the plot, the story. Uh, and then the, the next half of the journey, which is really, um, uh, you know, some people describe uh, these days as a- a- entrepreneur, uh, So, you know, a combination of author and entrepreneur. So the next half, the second half of that journey be- between when you have written something and you're confident and you're proud of that. And between that point and until you get this out to the world is is pure entrepreneurship. And that's been very incredible experience for me, you, you know, so to, to understand from other people, to understand how other uh, indie, indie authors, um, self-publisher have been, you know, publishing themselves and getting their name known. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a overall a very interesting journey. Um, I think I quite enjoyed both parts, um, uh, very much so the the later part as well because of a little bit of my background. So you know I'm an IT professional. I, I hold an MBA. I, I learned a lot about marketing and promoting, but nothing when you're really on the ground and you try to sell your own product. Uh, it's yeah. it's been, a, it's, been <laughs> it's been a very uh, incredible incredible experience.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's it's one thing to get to have the knowledge. It's another thing to apply the knowledge, and also when it's about your product or your book, then the emotional uh, component comes in as well, which which sometimes changes everything <laughs> as Absolutely. well. Okay, so let's um, let's follow your journey from the very start. So let's just um, try to understand. You mentioned that you're an IT professional, which means that you most probably spend a lot of time at work, yes. and um, and your work is not really that much related to your book. Yes. Um, So let's understand how did you end up with the idea of writing this book? And Mm -hmm. uh, when exactly did you manage to actually write it?
1: Sure. Very good question, Annie. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm from a very technical background. I did my, you know, um, uh, diploma in IT development. I've been last, um, uh, you know, 17, 18 years that I've been in this profession. It's been all throughout, you know, and around technology Um and whatever reading i did up until recently was really restricted to non-fiction reading so really reading technical books management type of books mm-hmm. uh, gradually somewhere in the mid uh, Mid two thousands, two thousand four, two thousand five. I started reading a little bit more outside of my, um, you know, immediate profession, uh, which was really around self help type of books. Really trying to understand the world of investment, etc. Because I was really all, always craving to do something, uh, in parallel or outside of my um, comfort zone, which which has been IT. Um, and uh, it was, I think, around 2007, 2008, uh, yeah, around 2008, when I thought, um, well, when I, when I was reflecting, it was just, you know, one casual chat I was having with my wife, we were just reflecting on some of the last few years. Uh, I moved to the UK back in year 2000, and that was really the, when, when IT was at its peak in terms of the whole boom around uh, information technology. Mm-hmm. A lot of professionals like myself from India and, you know, developing economies were, were getting opportunities to work abroad, like in the US, UK. And I came came to the UK in, the, in that sort of boom as well. And I was kind of reflecting on whether, you know, partly it's been my hard work, partly it's been uh, the luck. It's been really mainly about being there at the right place at the right time, as they say. And uh, so my career was uh, actually, has uh, been quite, quite good throughout. I've been, uh, you know, climbing up the corporate ladder. I've been doing really great. But there's always something on on the side which which i was uh, i didn't i couldn't really understand what that was that i wanted to do uh, you know there was something uh, craving entrepreneurially and otherwise um, and then this whole idea of uh, well why don't i start capturing this journey i've had um, because whenever i traveled back to india i saw some of the younger kids who were you know i was in that place once i came from a very um, kind of a middle-class Indian background, where you know I went to a state school. It was not a very smooth journey through to you know going through to the college and then finally landing up in a in a high-profile information technology job. So uh, I wanted to capture that those those experiences, and I started doing it. It, it was more like writing a um, non-fiction to start with. Mm-hmm. Then I, but then I realized back in. Um, uh, I think it was 2009 when I kind of stopped writing it because I wasn't sure what I'll do with this writing, uh, who's going to read it uh, and who will be interested in, in in listening to what, what I have to or, or reading what I have to say. Uh, but then um, I know uh, quite a few young boys and girls back in India who, uh, you know, who came to. Who knew me through, you know, different sources through relatives, friends, who were always asking me whenever I travelled back, or even when I was in England through emails, etc. You know, just some guidance on what they can do in their career, or how can they get into IT, you know, just general, general uh, direction and general guidance. Uh, and I did mentor a few, few uh, boys and girls there. And I thought if they they were interested, maybe there's something bigger I can I can do for uh, specifically for those um, those children who are in that sort of um, um you know uh, state uh, you know who are uh, sort of being brought up in a, in a middle class family background probably trying to wonder uh, without the abundance of uh, funds how can they get the get get through the through the challenges of education and the job uh, so I decided back then that uh, why don't I turn this into some kind of uh uh, fiction which gives an entity which becomes an entertaining read yet has gives a strong message through the book
0: mm-hmm. okay so
1: yeah
0: sorry sorry about that can we say that it's um autobiographical fiction maybe
1: uh, I would not say autobiographical you can say uh, it is kind of a biographical fiction you're right um, I have used some of some real life incidents or, or the, the underlying fabric of the or the plot of the story is to some extent real but all the characterization uh, a lot of drama that i've added that's all fiction uh, you know uh, because i had to make it an entertaining read and end of the day so uh-huh. i did create, i did create a lot of um, a lot of drama and fiction on top of that i i, I added things which probably never happened to me but i wanted to give it a flavor of uh, entertainment uh, as well uh, but the underlying message in the book remains as uh, very close to my own journey or many other uh, it's not just very unique to me i, I can i think majority of uh, immigrants whether they are in i.t whether they're in a the medical profession or whatever profession they are majority of immigrants will relate to that journey uh those up and downs um uh, that that immigrants really go through in their life
0: mm-hmm. okay so um you were an i.t professional who was working full time and who wrote his very first book who did not read fiction so much before and you wrote fiction so yes. what were the challenges <laughs> that you had in the beginning
1: Yes, so I, I did uh, actually before um, now I, the biggest challenge was I'm not formally trained I'm not from literature background uh, I think the most writing I did was uh, writing a few essays in my <laughs> in my uh, you know when I was doing my IT uh, diploma or my MBA and that was that's what my writing was restricted to I really did not know how to create that magic that some fiction writers are able to, you know, uh, n- not that I didn't read any fiction at all. I did pick, uh, you know, some some famous authors books here and there whenever I got time, whenever, whenever I was traveling or I was on a holiday. So I did read some. Uh, and that's how I also got intrigued into, well, um, if we have to give a message, maybe there is a better way of, uh, you know, uh, rather than uh, I'm, I'm not saying nonfiction is, is a boring reading. I, I think some people really like that form of writing. But what if you mix those messages with a, a good storyline, a good entertainment? Mm-hmm. And that, that's where I was coming from. Because uh, I, as I said, I, I've been a big nonfiction reader. I've read so many of these, um, you know, self-help t- type of books. Um, but uh, I also, on the other hand, read a lot of um Ah uh, fiction motivational fiction type of books mm-hmm. now, I mean uh, I don't know if I can call in a f- few names on on, on this spot so sure, but sure go ahead so uh, you know there, there's a very in fact this is this book was made into a movie one of my all-time favorite movie um Pursuit of happiness yeah and I tell you the reason why I liked it. I, I think uh, right from my childhood, I have really liked watching cinema where which motivates you, which shows you um you know, somebody being underdog and really overcomes big challenges and and comes out as a winner at the end. And so many movies like, you know, Pursuit Pursuit of Happiness, I kind of, you can call that sort of a biographical um, fiction as well, although uh, I think it's very close to the reality, as I understood later Mm -hmm. um, when this film was made but uh, this this book when i read had had a had a big impact on me i, th- I thought this is this is really how sto- good stories motivational stories can be told through uh, fiction or or i think that there's also some people call this category as um, realistic fiction you know mm-hmm. so you you have to add some fiction to give some flavor add some uh, you know um some some uh, some spices to the story uh, but yet grounded to the reality yet real enough that people can relate
0: mm. when they
1: read it so that was the, the the kind of the balance I was trying to strike uh, when I was writing it oh, now okay. that you, you talked about the challenges yeah I think the biggest challenge for me was the first draft that I wrote was read like a pure narrative there were no dialogues there was no you know engagement you know uh, and that's what I initially found uh, quite quite difficult but um uh one of the techniques uh, I applied. Um, I, I find it very difficult to read and pick my flaws in my writing, or in anybody's writing, because uh, you know I, I'm not trained to maybe read that way, or or pick the pick the nuances of writing that way. One particular technique really helped me, and I think uh, everyone can apply that because these days uh, almost every word processor comes with some kind of uh, speech, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, so you can actually. Um, select a paragraph or select a chapter or whatever and ask it to read to read it to you. And these days, um, I use um, uh, Mac and I've got a particular software there. These days, it's so good. It, it makes you feel as if you're actually listening to audiobook rather than, you know, I, I, I think the technology has come a long way. It doesn't lead, read like a computer. It reads more like a human, uh, you know, when you uh, run these speech programs. So that helped me incredibly it was like every time i was writing a chapter i'll select it and i'll you know put my earplugs in and really listen to what i've written which is so different from when you try to read what you've written i think i would have missed a lot of points or would have missed uh, not just i'm not just talking about the 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 grammar or the 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 english side of it the emotion side of it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you listen and when you read, uh, you you can you can uh, at least personally, I, I could spot the differences in terms of where I'm able to connect with that paragraph or with the chapter. Is it really giving me that emotional connect or not? And then I went back and redrafted it and and added a few other vocabulary, a few other words to make it appear like the way I want to, uh, you know. for for the readers to read it. So that technique really helped me a lot in my my writing journey.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because when I'm looking back at uh, when I was writing my very first book, I actually... Partly did that as well, but I was the one who was reading it loud, so um, (laughs) which was (laughs) I didn't use the technology, but um, yeah, I agree that when you hear how it sounds, it kind of you know gives you the flavor of the uh of the voice it's written by and the style and kind of emotion it it gives to you, so um, yes, and it's it's interesting because. It's kind of the other side of the technique that many writers use these days, which is they dictate the text for right their yeah. first draft. So you're, you're you're going like, you know, further and you're, you're telling us that, you know, on, on the end side of that, you can do the same thing and actually listen to what was, you know, written or dictated at the end as a result. Right. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, did you have uh, an ideal reader in your mind when you were writing this book? Like, you know, um, did you imagine who would be reading it or or who you wanted to read it, let's say?
1: Sure. Uh, Now, when I started writing it, um, I had, I, I was ideally thinking of those which are probably in the age bracket of 18 to maybe late 20s, uh, who can get some form of inspiration reading through this story, uh, irrespective of where they are, where they live. You know, they don't necessarily need to be in a particular demographics to, to read story and get inspired. But I was thinking maybe somehow if I can strike the right card with the younger generation. Um, that will be that'll be a, a kind of a you know mission accomplished. So when I started, that was the kind of my frame of mind. As the story progressed, uh, as the later half of the story, and I mean, maybe it's worth, worth worth stating that actually there was a. A uh, little bit of gap when I wrote the first half of the story, which is predominantly set up in India and shows the the protagonist's journey in you know before he moves out of India. Mm-hmm. Um, that was written quite a few years back. Um, I, as I said, it was the 2008-2009 time when I was when I was writing that. And then there was a gap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I picked that story up. Uh, obviously, I had redrafted in the first half as well. But when I wrote the second half, I realized you know they. The the audience is probably much broader than that because the second half really talks about he the uh more on the you know the he's he's how how he really grew into what he grew into so he becomes um, quite a successful person by by the end of the book after all those challenges and, and you know troubles he goes through in the younger age and and where I describe the second half some of the techniques some of the um uh, although without getting into um, you know the the nitty gritty, uh, some of the techniques he, he applies to to become wealthy is um, has a broader reach. I think anyone can learn from that, and it's not really trying to prescribe a. It's, I don't want to you know pitch this as an investment book, or it's not a uh, any any kind of uh, you know book that will give you. Um, uh, tr- uh, tricks or, or the tips to uh, make millions? No, that's not really the intention, but it will give you a flavor of what a typical journey looks like. You know what mm-hmm. what the typical mindset is, and what's the winner's mindset actually? So, some of the key things that uh, I think people of all ages, irrespective of where they are in their in, you know in, in their life, um, things like perseverance, things like hope, things like you know um, hard work. Yeah, we have all heard that we've all all read that in all good motivational stories and and that's really the uh kind of the underpinning of this story as well which uh, i think can connect with uh, people of any age
0: yeah well it's interesting you said that because um uh, the thing is um when I'm writing a book, I'm kind of, you know, uh, once I start, I I, you know, I do it very fast and my first draft usually comes out quite fast and I, you know, I don't stop until I finish. So you had this 2-year gap in between. Uh why did you stop? I mean, what what was the reason?
1: Uh there were a few things going on at that point. Uh, uh one was I was almost stuck with the story. I didn't uh, I was struggling to give it a superb end i didn't know where the uh, you know how can i give um a, a really nice end to this story and then there were a lot of things happening as well i think this was the time when re- recession had hit um, i think not just the uk globally uh, I, I was just finding it uh, hard to maneuver from a career perspective as well i was trying to maneuver uh, quite a few different things um and uh, and i i thought i i, I kind of almost um, I wouldn't say gave up but I, I thought yes I, it was always on my back burner it was always on the back of my mind that I, I want to finish this but then a lot of things changed uh and I was driven more into my career involvement at that point and um You know, the hours of um, hours in the day I was working was completely crazy. I really didn't get much attention to the story that I had written. Uh, And I was at that point, my confidence was also a little shaky in terms of, you know, can I really pull this through? Can I really get this out that people will, you know, pick and read? (laughs) I was going through all those kind of emotions at that time. Um, But then uh, it was really last year, I would say, beginning of 2014, when I started uh, when I picked it up again and I think it was probably um a blessing in disguise because the way I shaped the second half of the book, I wouldn't have managed to shape it if I had completed before two thousand nine because one of the one of the pillars of this book, one of the um fundamental turning point of this book is um the whole recession thing when it happens, and mm-hmm. that gives this story. A really nice edge, you know, um, that that becomes one of the um, focal point in the story. Somewhere in the mid- middle of the story, uh, what recession did to uh, so many high qualified professionals, and you know how this particular person, the protagonist, how he comes over some of those challenges and. Uh, use, it's, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword there that, you know, while there were a lot of things that were not going right, but how he actually used recession as a way to turn around his own financial fortune. Uh, so I thought that was quite important for that plot. So I, I don't really regret that I, I delayed it or I didn't pick it up. I, I think that probably gave this book a little bit more edge.
0: Okay, so, so let's get back to what you said, because I think many of us has, have been in your shoes and it's a very important emotional part of the writing process. You said that you didn't have, um, the confidence that you could pull it through and that, you know, you will end up with a good book and you had all the writer's doubts that we usually get, um, periodically. Uh, and, um, you know, the, the fact that it happens to to newbie writers is obvious, but also it happens to any, any writer, actually. I don't think that just the fact that you're writing your 10th book kind right. of, you know, um, <laughs> secures you and <laughs> ensures that you won't have that period yourself. So uh, I would like to talk about overcoming that point, and what helped you do that? And, you know, how did you kind of step? of that stage and how did you end up kind of, you know, continuing and actually finishing the book? Because I think that that's the period and that's the part and the stage where many, many newbie writers give up. And I want to kind of touch that point and see how others are overcoming that.
1: Absolutely. Good question, Annie. And I I think that was probably the turning point in my writing journey as well, that when I truly felt that you know, this is a story I must complete, and this is where I would say I've been very lucky to have uh, very nice people around me as well. And in fact, um, uh, very few people know I was writing something like this. And uh, some of those people, very close to me, you know, uh, really kept asking me, "Hey, what are you doing with this? What happened to that?" Uh, then one of my um, one of my cousin brothers actually he picked up. One of that old draft, and he's he's in the kind of the age bracket that I thought you know people would love that story. And so he's probably in his late 20s, who picked it up that half baked manuscript and he gave me immense boost. I think what he said was, uh, I haven't forgotten still that you know, hey, you, you better finish it. This is a great story, a lot of people are going to connect with this. Uh, just, just go ahead and finish this. Uh, and then um, you know I was uh, as, as I said I was surrounded in, in a, uh, surrounded by some s- some people who were sort of in the same uh, frame of mind that you know when you start something you better finish it as well, uh, and I thought you know I cannot let um, I don't know how many copies will be sold but I cannot let people down who are who are looking up to me that you know I can be a good storyteller, I can actually do something with this manuscript. And so that gave me, that was part of the boost. And then secondly, I was, um, maybe I was a little bit more mature in all those, um, you know, three, four years gap I had, uh, been through this uh, probably quite w- uh, quite a worse part of my own professional life, you know, going through the recession, going through some turbulences at work, etc. Uh, I, th- I think came I, I came out as a, um, as, as a uh, kind of a winner in, in all these other respects, you know, whether it's the personal life, whether it's my professional life, I've thought if I can come through all these challenges and last these few years, then I, there's no reason why I should not continue with this. What, what, what's the worst going to happen? I, I think that's the attitude I've kept for everything I've done in life, whether it's my profession, whether it's my uh, entrepreneurial activities, whether it's whatever it is, what's the worst that can happen? Maybe no one is going to buy it. Fine. I've got nothing to lose, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I really changed my frame of mind from well, who's going to read it to what's worse that that can happen as a result of this? Uh, even if I can inspire one guy, one guy or girl, uh, I, I think I'll I'll take the box and I'll say the book did a job. So I, I really. Uh, Came into that kind of uh, frame of mind, and uh, then it didn't take me long enough to to finish this off. Uh, I, I was then in that whole flow of writing. I was writing whenever I got opportunity. You know, I, I work long hours because of my work, but at the same time, I've been blessed with uh, very little sleep. I don't sleep more than four or five hours, so I was really utilizing those those hours in the night, uh, in the uh, on the weekends, whatever time I got in between. Um, you know, uh, I've got to. Daughters as well. so whatever time I got uh, when I was not looking after them, i, I did writing. even when I was um, you know sitting in a coffee shop, I was writing. I, I did not really uh, maybe my my writing did not um, restrict me. Well, I needed a particular ambience or particular uh, setting to write. My creative juices, when they started flow, they were just flowing everywhere. and and those last four or five months, when I finished most of the book, um or incredibly uh, you know a time i really enjoyed
0: mhm well uh okay let's in this case continue with the journey so you uh, you overcame all the challenges you finished your first draft of the book you had it ready and what happened next what did you do with this draft
1: right so uh what i did was once i was completely happy myself uh in terms of um, you know uh, obviously, uh, when I say completely satisfied, as as a writer, I don't know about other write, writers, and you can confirm this. You, you never feel hundred percent satisfied. <laughs> you no. always think, you know, you, that you can do always something better.
0: <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, actually, yeah. you're uh, not completely satisfied. And when you're getting nice feedback from other people, then you're like, okay, well, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: You're exactly right. And that's exactly what I did as a next step. So I, the people who I knew were, um, you know, who could give me a real feedback, you know, people who can on my face tell me if something is crap, they can say, yes, you know, this part was really awful. Um, And and I don't, you know, there were like four or five people uh, around me whom I sent that manuscript when I thought, you know, it's probably in a state where they can review it. Uh, So I got some feedback from them and I um, obviously went, I incorporated some feedback, some feedback I was uh, I didn't feel, you know, I, I will be able to, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was my product. So I, I made that call that I should actually incorporate all of it. But then some feedback was really good, which I incorporated back into this uh, manuscript. Um, and then, um, obviously, the next step for me was, um, although I think story-wise uh, it looked okay, but uh, again, as I said, I haven't come from a writing background. And the last thing I wanted to do was put up something um uh, out there in public and people notice, uh, you know, uh, typos or grammatical errors. So uh, I went through the professional editing process. I, I gave it to professional editor to, uh, you know, work on this and they did some some structure changes and some uh, editing, which I think was the best thing I did. Um, so they really gave it a, a more of a professional look to, to the book. Uh, and, and likewise, with the with the cover book as well, I chose to do it through a designer. Um, I had an image in mind, uh, but uh, you know, in terms of what kind of cover page I wanted, mm-hmm. and the designer did a great job as well. I think I got really good feedback on uh, from everyone who saw the cover before release that you know, yeah, this kind of fitted with the storyline. Um, so once it was all packaged and ready to go. Um, uh, in fact, yeah, something I forgot to mention. While I was doing all this, you know, the post-edit and you know, the post-finalizing um, uh, the, the version, and then while I was going through editing and cover design and everything, I was also trying to explore, well, what's the best way of promoting and marketing uh, this book? And uh, this way, I was also enlightening myself to listening to podcasts like Including Yourselves. You know, I'm kind of an uh, avid fan of your podcast now. Listen uh, all the episodes, and uh, there's some other... Uh, information out there, uh, good and free information out there for for that indie authors can really leverage. Um, I, I think I've benefited a lot from that. Um, uh, just to get into understanding, you know, what does it really require? You know, writing is one thing, but getting your work known, getting. Uh, the word out there is is another matter, and that's where a little bit of entrepreneurship, a little bit of promotion kicks in. Um, so I chose. Um, I, I kind of saw Facebook or social media in general has been becoming one of the primary channels these days for for you to tell um, tell about your product or tell about your uh, book or your writing. Uh, a lot of businesses, small and mid-sized businesses, use you know Facebook channel purely to sell their products. So I thought I'll. I'll explore that so I set up I I used to use Facebook very occasionally Mm -hmm. but then I set up my uh, own uh, author's page on Facebook and uh, uh, did quite a few different things like um, you know there are tons and tons of groups some really nice groups and this is where I felt for the first time I'm part of some community because indie authors they really like helping each other um, there are a few groups, uh, again, I can send you names, uh, of those Facebook groups, which really, uh, help me connect with other authors, you know, shared ideas, uh, how other authors are selling their books, uh, what are they doing for promotions, uh, people you know um kind of when when they know you they come and like your page that helps you build a little bit of profile for your for your own self and gradually i noticed within a within a month or so i had uh, around 600 likes on my page so I, I thought that gave me a little bit of confidence people are at least recognizing whatever i'm i'm sharing out in in these forums uh and 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 as i said uh, you know, and the authors, uh, in my experience, they're a really nice bunch of people. They always like to help each other. Whatever question you put up there, there will be someone who who'll help you. You know, with with that. With that. I think it was really in January, uh, beginning of January, when I set up my page and I kicked off this whole Facebook process. And so it didn't take me long to, you know, get get few people to like the page. Um, I've also been using. Um, um, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of uh, self creation as well in terms of you know I created a lot of promo materials. Mm-hmm. Uh- just to give a little bit of glimpse, a little bit of insight into you know what this book is about. So um, you know, again, if somebody's interested, they can go on my page and see the kind of things I was creating. Uh, and this is all free. You can you can you know whether it's the imagery, imagery you want. You know, there there's, there are websites where you can actually get uh, pictures to use. These are royalty-free pictures mm-hmm. for your own purpose. Um, I think YouTube these days allows you to. Uh, you know, uh, use some of these free background music. If you're, let's say, creating a, uh, some kind of video, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, use some back- free background music. Uh, so uh, I-, I think I exploited all these uh, resources which I find available on internet. Um, I used, um, you know, some, um, I use Mac myself. I'm sure it's available on all other platforms as well. It's got some uh, tools where you can create these nice uh, movie trailer looking videos. Uh, I did yeah. one for, and I launched my book, um, and um, you know uh, it's it's again uh, it's, it's it's free to use. It, it comes as part of your um, you know if, as part of your uh, uh, the, the licenses that you buy for for your laptop and the software, and so you can you can exploit all these different avenues um, to to create a little bit of vibe before you launch your book um, because that does one thing uh, it, it, it intrigues people, and especially I was sharing. A few days before the launch, I was I started sharing some of the uh, um, you know uh, excerpts from my book, and these were like some of the catchy lines from from the book, which really makes people think, okay, well, well what's the storyline like? Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah just to give a little bit um, just to make people intrigued about uh, what you've been up to, what you've written, and what this book is about. so i I exploited all those channels.
0: Okay, so now you kind of you did like the scariest thing at some point, and you pushed that publish button and the book was out and you promoted it on Facebook and you created all these promotional materials and you built up a certain number of potential audience through your Facebook page, etc uh, and now um, when you're looking at everything before you kind of published the book and had it out there, what kind of expectations did you have? What did you expect that would happen and what did you hope for?
1: Uh, I will be very honest. I wasn't uh, expecting uh, a lot for 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 various reasons. A, uh, I'm an unknown author. This is my first book, which is coming out. Not too many people ha- have, uh, you know, uh, know, know me or have known my work. Uh, at least in this uh, sort of writing space. So I wasn't expecting uh, a blockbuster coming out of this straight away, (laughs) if I'm I'm absolutely honest with you. Um, But I think the kind of response uh, I've got. So I, I think uh, when it went up, uh, the first couple of days, the you know, uh, I was quite amazed the number of downloads uh, people made. And all I did was really let people know on my on my Facebook, "Hey, I'm coming up with this book." Um, but that response um, was uh, that initial two days response was quite overwhelming. That more than what I was expecting. Uh, just purely judging by you know. What I've read, what I've understood from, you know, uh, other authors as well that, you know, who, who suggest that, you know, it can probably take you a little while before people know you and know your work. So mm-hmm. uh, so I was mentally prepared for that. You know, that's not going to be like overnight uh, uh, success. So um, so but I've, I've been very pleased with the response so far. Uh, more than. Uh, the number of downloads. I think what's really touching me is some people, uh, some young people back in India, and you know some uh, some people uh, in the UK as well um, have dropped me personal emails uh, about you know how much they really uh, liked reading it, and some some folks who uh, you know who are sort of in a similar who had similar sort of journey like me. I think uh, they felt quite touching. Um, Thought they could relate with uh, everything that I had in terms of this whole um, the journey, this experience I packaged in this story. So that was um, that was quite touching um, for me. You know, that's that's kind of a uh, reward that you get as as a, as a writer. I think bigger than anything else when people write you uh, even a personal note to say, "Well, hey, thanks for writing this. Uh, this really, um, you know, really enjoyed reading this." So. That was uh, kind of the moment when I thought uh, you know hey it's just probably not that bad as I thought <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well actually it's it's very humbling and you know I always appreciate those personal emails because uh, yes. you know the in, at first uh case they kind of you know they took the time out of their lives and they read your book and second they kind of they did the effort and they did not did they kind of took the time to write you a personal email which they and you know, they could skip Absolutely. that part also so it's just you know it's it's very um emotional at that stage, because uh, it, it makes you realize that, oh, you know, uh, you, you can see the downloads, but you can not see how many out of those downloads actually read the book, right? So That's when right. you're getting those emails, you end up realizing, oh, you know, back there, you know, on the other side, there are people who actually, you know, <laughs> read the book, and you know, who, who actually took the time to write the emails, which kind of brings me to to my next question. Uh, I I've been writing about this recently in Mm -hmm. my blog Um, it's about who is a writer and about being a writer so I mean I personally don't think that you know the writer who has never published anything he has written and the writer who who has a book out there you know that that one is a less writer than the other let's say Uh, so did anything change in you i mean once you you can already say that you're a published author because i don't really believe in in the differentiation of self published or indie author on traditionally published published is published you know if it's out there and if it has readers it's it's published so um you know once you you already became and got this status of being a published author (laughs) did it change anything in terms of maybe self-confidence maybe the way you perceive yourself maybe the way others perceive yourself i mean did anything change and if yes then what
1: um i think uh, it's really the confidence thing um and in my view uh you still look at your writing the way you looked at it before it went on sale you know mm-hmm. i i don't think um, that aspect changes at all uh you still as as a writer know what your strengths are what your uh weaknesses are and you know where you can improve um but i i think uh, what is a fun- what's fundamentally different between um uh before and after publishing is um the, the big learning comes from, you know, before you publish, you probably get feedback, even if it's very candid feedback from the people who know you. But when you hear feedback about your work from people who probably don't know you and reading your uh, writing for the first time, um, that gives you a realization of, you know, how good are – you know or how not good it is or um, you know it's, it's more of a reality check when you put something out in the public uh, that's for that that that's something for me uh, I think is a, is a key takeaway and but that shouldn't really put off put off I think that was one of the scary factor that I had before going and publishing this I think my advice would be that you know if you have written something don't be afraid you know uh, again what's the worst that that's gonna happen you um, because otherwise we, we we keep waiting forever to to get it out there i think it's 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 just a matter of putting it out there uh, really judging, you you always learn, you know, even, even if you have flaws in writing, you you come up with your first book, I'm not going to take it to my heart in terms of, oh, that's going to break me. I'm probably not going to be able to write my next book. I, th- I think it's just a learning process. Um, it's going to help me immensely, I think. I, I, I believe it'll help me immensely when I write my next one, which I'm currently developing. Um, mm-hmm. So, so uh, I, I think that's the only key takeaway for me that um, – uh, what what you get is a reality check uh, once you publish your work, and you get um, the feedback which you may not otherwise get. I think mm-hmm. is my is mm-hmm. my perspective. And, okay. and 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 take criticism to your stride. Uh, you know, obviously. Uh, I, I know uh, you know this may not be 100% perfect, or it may not strike the chord with everyone. It's not written for uh, a, a sort of everyone, you know, in every demographic. Some people may may not like it, which is the reality. Uh, but that's fine. I think we should take we should just learn from that criticism and and move on and and. You know, uh, bring it into, into the next piece of writing. Uh, that's that's how I think. Uh, whether you are in the creative world or you are in a non-creative world, that's how I've progressed in my career. But that's how I think everyone progresses in their careers, whether it's writing, whether it's IT, whether it's some other profession. Um, so yeah, that's that's the attitude uh, I'm coming in with, um, with, with with publishing this book.
0: Mm -hmm, I see. Well, and uh, if we try to wrap it up based on your experience and based on your journey from like, you know, starting from zero and ending up with a book out there, um, what would you advise to those who would like to do the same?
1: Uh, I think uh, just follow your heart and don't be uh, scared with uh, Publishing, Uh, you know, uh, I know I've heard this many times. You know, we write, and I've been in the same boat, and for quite a long time. Then, you know, much longer than I should have. I kept to myself. I, I uh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't confident enough that you know uh, what people are going to say. But don't be afraid of that feedback. Um, You know, you've got nothing to lose by putting out your writing out in the public. You will only come out of this as as a learning experience more than anything else. Uh, even if it's your first book, you know, don't be scared, just just go ahead and, and share that with, with the world will, will be my advice.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, um, thank you very much for coming over. Uh, thanks a lot for sharing your journey and your struggles and uh, how you dealt with those. Uh, so any closing words before we part?
1: No, it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you, Annie. Uh, thanks for thanks for inviting me. It's been uh, uh, really wonderful talking to you. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, I've, you gave me this opportunity to share share my writing journey. Uh, I'm, I'm available for anyone, you know, other uh, fellow indie authors, you know, whether you're in the process of, of publishing, I can share whatever little I've learned <laughs> with you. I'm very happy to do so. Um, so yeah
0: so where they can find you if they would like to get in touch Um,
1: yeah sure so you can reach me on my Facebook page you can uh, personal message me I read every single one of them uh, which is uh, facebook.com slash Neeraj Kumar Mm
0: -hmm. that's my first
1: name and second name dot contact Um, I'm sure you can uh, I can share that with you yeah Um, yeah, you can add that into your show notes as well absolutely
0: absolutely I will okay well thank you very much and have a nice day thank you Annie. Well, it seems like that was it for today. As mentioned already, you can contact Niraj on his Facebook page at facebook.com slash contact. Well, I hope you found this uh, interview useful. I really and truly hope that very soon you will be the one who can talk about your published first novel as well. Oh, by the way, I almost forgot my first novel called High Fall is free for two days, starting today, by the way. So in case anyone is interested, please uh, go to Amazon and search Johnny Alexander Haifel and it will be there for two full days. It will be completely free for everyone who is wondering what am I actually writing about. Okay, so that was it. Uh, As always, thank you very much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episode once it's come out. And also, as always, if you would like to help me by dedicating just one small minute for me, please leave a review on iTunes for my podcast. Thanks a lot. Have a nice day. Enjoy the spring and keep writing. Are you struggling trying to figure out how to sell copies of your book, especially the first 100 copies? The Author Marketing Institute is offering access to their latest free video course called Selling the First 100 Copies of Your Book. This is the course everyone should have when they started publishing. It goes through all the basics from starting a mailing list to experimenting with different prices. If you follow the instructions in this course, you should be primed and ready to sell your first 100 copies, if not many more. Sign up for free at www.authormarketinginstitute.com.